Welcome everybody Love to another radio. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston. Uh, Before we get started on this show, I'm going to right off the top of the bat here, give you the uh, information uh, for the call-in number, and that is 323-870-3968. That is 323-870-3968. Also on my Facebook page, which is Stone Forensics, just go to your Facebook page and search for Stone Forensics, and you can click Instant Messenger there and send me a question. Question there, or you can also send a question at my email, which I also have open, which is f Houston. That's f h u e s t o n at gmail.com. All right, uh, for this show, we're going to be interviewing Bob Neural, and I'll introduce Bob in a minute. I have him coming on at uh, hopefully around 6:05. I told him to call in at 6:05, so we'll wait to see. He's there, and I'll do the introduction. And uh, feel free to call in at that number if you have any questions uh, for Bob as well. Uh, but before we get him on the line, uh, I had an interesting email come in this afternoon, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, and without going into the long email, because it was a paragraph long, I got an email from a, a consumer who said that his wife has a granite countertop, or they have a granite countertop, and every time she touches the countertop, she breaks out in a rash. Uh, this did not surprise me, and I'll tell you why. I had a, a situation few years ago with a similar situation with a fabricator that would break out every time he was sawing a piece of granite. And what had happened with the fabricator and what I suspect is happening with this individual is that they have an allergy to polyester resins. And if you remember, I think it was either last week or the week before we talked about uh, polyester resins and the resining of, of granite, granite slabs. And uh, I basically, and my advice to him was, you might simply want to go to your allergist, uh, have them check, and make sure that she's not allergic to polyester resins. So what do you do if that's the case? Well, they're obviously looking at replacing the countertop if that's the case. And I told them either go with a um, an artificial surface, which you have to be careful there, too, because remember, even something like Corian or even some of the court surfaces or engineered stones still have polyester uh, polyester resins. And in this case, must, you know, one of those rare, rare instances where I might recommend you might want to consider stainless steel countertops. Uh, he also asked if I had any kind of a sealer or cleaner that would work on the, on that. And, of course, if it's a properly applied polyester resin, it could be in the, not on, sitting on the surface but within the stone. And um, I, I really don't think in this case, if that's in fact the case, uh, that they're going to have um, any luck using a sealer to try to prevent the rash from breaking out. Now, he wasn't 100% sure that that was the case, but, you know, we'll we'll see. I hope he gets back to me and I'll let all my listeners uh, know as well. Uh, last week's show was great. Uh, the show before that, this is our third show, so it's uh, going really well. And we have our uh, first interviewer who will be calling in in a in a few moments, and um, let me just go ahead and introduce him while we're waiting on his call. Uh, this is Bob Mural. Uh, has worked in a natural stone industry for over 40 years. Is well known for his expertise in restoration and maintenance of natural stone, terrazzo, ceramic tile, and decorative concrete, which we're going to talk a lot about here. Uh, he has both consulted and worked on a thousands of projects from upscale residential to large commercial jobs. He helped develop and implement some of the main products and processes which revolutionized the industry. 
He also started one of the largest and most successful training seminars in the industry with over 10,000 contractors having attended his school over a 25-year period. He has written technical articles, and you may have seen his writings in the Slippery Rock Gazette. Uh, I think I mentioned that last week. If you don't get that uh, paper, it's free. You can look at it online if you go to slipperyrockgazette.net. Uh, and you can also sign up for the actual physical paper copy, if you will. Um, he's now the Director of Operations for M3 Technologies, and that is uh, based out of Cohasset, Massachusetts. I think Bob is on the line. Let me see if we can we can get him in here. Uh, uh, Bob, is that you? Me, you? Oh, yes, I can hear you. I, I just read your introduction, and welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Fred. Thanks for having me. Where are you? Are you in that all that snow that we're getting up north, or not? <laughs> no, I'm in Tennessee. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. I'm in Florida, so I won't rub in rub that in either. Especially no. to all our northern no. listeners who are getting bombarded in, <laughs> yeah, in snow to, right now. Yeah, they need to batten the hat, down the hatches. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, well, I got a, a bunch of questions I want to I want to get to Bob, and um, one of the things okay. is uh, something that you said to me many many years ago. And uh, I don't know if you remember my training center out of North Carolina when I had the training center there. I do. Yeah, we came I over do. and we redid, we redid all our floors over there. You brought some nice machines over there for it. And you introduced a term to me back then, however many years ago that was, that I've never heard before. I know what it is now, but I'm sure our listeners probably want to know. And that term is poor man's terrazzo. Describe oh, yeah. for our listeners what, <laughs> what poor man's terrazzo is. Well, that's basically grinding the grinding most concrete down to expose the large aggregate, Fred. So, uh, you know, it's it's pretty, pretty fairly common today. I mean, you don't see it everywhere, but it's it's uh, it's a common practice. And it was a beautiful floor when we were done. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, I've had oh, yeah. lots of com- had lots of comments on it. People thinking it was a terrazzo floor, and. Uh, in essence, I guess it is in a way, huh? <laughs> Except it's it's not, not poured, yeah. poured, poured, poured like terrazzo, but it, it held up it held up really really well. Well, that brings me to my next question. I know you have a, a okay. ton of experience. We we go back, got thirty plus years maybe. Yeah. Thanks for making thanks Pretty for making me it. feel thanks for making me feel old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I know you have a lot of experience in concrete polishing uh, over the years, and I, I guess I got a few questions here. And my, my first one would be, um, how much different is concrete polishing from the standard, you know, what we do in marble and granite polishing? Well, it's going to be more akin to terrazzo, Fred, for one. Um, you know, they're, they're, concrete's a little bit more complicated animal than what than what terrazzo is. Terrazzo is pretty straightforward because it's already, it's cement on top, not really concrete. And uh, so concrete, you know, you've got to deal with that, that issue that it is, uh, it's not the same as cement. Um, and, and that, with that respect and uh, you know, and there, and there's more things to do with it. I, you know, I like to put categories in, in uh, working with concrete. One is, uh, you know, grinding, honing, polishing. One is surface prep. Um, those are the two main ones, you know, the decorative concretes come into play later, but uh, a lot of those are done from the pour. But uh, so, and I would actually group polished concrete in with decorative concrete as well, Fred, 
But surface prep guys, they could care less about whether it's shiny or whatever. And for that matter, they don't even talk about the smoothness of it. I mean, they leave it with a profile on purpose. Right, uh, right. If you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Now, also, um, as you're aware, maybe explain to our listeners, too, that uh, what's a little bit different, uh, at least in my opinion, with with, with concrete polishing or restoration, whatever you want to call it, uh, is sometimes you can do this. Well, there there are several techniques. There's wet and there's dry, correct? Why don't you explain the difference between those two? Well, I mean, nowadays, Fred, they're using combinations of the two. As you know, know, Fred, when you – when you want to run a diamond wet, uh, you're going to you're going to cut faster. You're going to cut more, more aggressively. Uh, when you run a diamond dry and maybe even speed it up, speed up the RPM a little bit, you're going to get a little bit higher finish, but uh, because you're not going to cut as uh, aggressively. So what a lot of the, the contractors are doing today is they're they're cutting wet up to maybe a, you know, to their to their resin, and then they'll then they'll switch over to dry maybe at 400 and up. Um, yeah. Just for, and for and that makes that make right that that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, now you know yeah. with that with that being said, um, you know a lot of things that I've seen with concrete polishing is that, you know, let, let's address that are in the, the the stone restoration business right now. I mean, they're used to taking a beat up old floor and making it look brand new. That's not always the case with concrete polishing, because you're dealing with the flaws, no. etc. Let's discuss that a little bit. Yeah, there's there's going to be issues with concrete. You've got uh, upheavals and things like that, that, you know, and joints. Uh, you know, of course we have you know we have the the grout lines and things like that with stone. But um, and, and you never know about the pour of the concrete as well. And, and of course there could be old machinery that was placed somewhere, and you could have steel steel studs in the floor. Uh, there's just all kinds of things, and 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 you know, typically stone floors aren't going to get the abuse that concrete floors do. I, I recall one time I had to do an area where they stored forklifts, uh, electric mm. forklifts specifically, and you know what goes along with an electrical? Oh yeah, it's a bunch of batteries, <laughs> and you know what's in batteries? Uh, and the yep. floor was <laughs> up, and I mean oh, wow. we had to grind and grind and grind with uh, like 16 grit you know, uh, diamonds for a long time. Uh, and then of course we went back with the, you know, with epoxies, you know, uh, for the worst case scenario. Right. But, right. Uh, right. But, you know, that's, that's the kind of, that's one of the main differences that you see between concrete and stone is stone is there for, I mean, it's, it's functional, but it's there more for aesthetics and beauty than it is for uh, service like concrete is. Yeah, that's true. Now, what about the equipment? What are the differences in the equipment? Let's say I'm a, you know, a small restoration contractor. I have your typical swing machine, and can I get in the concrete with mm-hmm. that, or do I need better equipment? Sure. Oh no, you can do. You can do small jobs. It, it really boils down to production. Uh, uh, in most cases, I mean, when you start doing surface prep, it gets a little bit, a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, you require bigger, bigger equipment, heavier equipment, more right. powerful. Now we talked. You talked uh, a little know, bit small jobs, yes, like residential, absolutely, Fred. Now you talked about you talked about diamonds, and for those listening, uh, especially in the restoration business, they know what we're talking about. Do the diamonds differ at all from concrete than they do to say marble or granite? Yes, they, they what, can. What, they don't have to. Uh, 
Right. You know, they don't they don't have to, but they but they, you know, like guys that are doing fifty thousand, eighty thousand square foot warehouses are using concrete specific diamonds and it all has to do right. with the bond. Basically right. the two types are phenolic and epoxy. Both will work, just depends on the epoxy and the phenolic that they use. But uh, you know, once again the 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 guys now are implementing combinations of wet and dry, so those diamonds would reflect that too. That makes sense as well. Now, let's say um, I want to get into the concrete polishing business. What would be your uh, – you can give me more than one piece of advice, but you know, what would be your advice to someone getting into, getting into that end of the business, adding it to their existing services, for example? Um, if you've never done it before and you don't have any experience, go take a course somewhere. Go get some – Smart training. advice. Uh, you know? Great yeah, and and you know, and get behind the mach- get behind the machine, and and have somebody that's done it, and and that uh, can tell you how to do it, and uh, and do it. You just got to get out there and do it, and uh, you know, after you've been trained, and then then jump in. Um, you can start yeah, with I, your swing machines. You can, you know, if you've got a Simax machine or a, you know a planetary, a small planetary machine, ah, you're ahead of the game right there. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I, I keep hearing back and forth all the time is that, you know, do I really want to go into the business or not? Should I add it to my existing services? But, you know, what do you see? I mean, you, you deal with a lot of people like I do all over the United States and, and outside uh, the United States as well. Do you see a growing market for concrete polishing? Absolutely. Not, and not necessarily polishing so much anymore, Fred. Yeah, residential and some uh, very upscale commercial. Yes, but not uh, as a functional source. So, like, you look at your your HDs and your lows and all those. They're kind of away from that now. Uh, the Krogers and places like that, what they're doing is a combination. They'll, they'll hone it up to maybe a 400 or an 800, and then they put what's called a concrete guard, which if, if you want to talk about that, we can do that too. But, you know, they, they'll, they might densify, and then they'll put a guard on at the end. And the reason for that is you can take the, the hardest – most beautiful polished concrete floor in the world. You spill, you got a pickle jar spill in aisle four, and you know what happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and the and, and the boys taking care of that floor are, are teenagers with a with an auto scrubber, and they're lucky if they got new pads on. Exactly. So they don't know how <laughs> exactly. to repair that. You know. You know, so and, and it's, you it's know. Not feasible. Well, Right. And why you brought up stone guard, it's probably a good time to bring up this question. You know, what the guys in the industry and, and what I mean in the stone industry probably haven't dealt with in the past are densifiers, uh, guards, you know, the stone guard, stuff like that. Can you give us a little bit of right. uh, background on, on those products as well? Sure, sure. The densifiers came about because of different concrete pores and some would be very soft and almost crumbling uh, and so they came up with some densifiers. Originally, it was the uh, sil- uh, sodium silicates and then the potassium silicates, and, and they did an okay job. Um, but they, it, but basically, what you've got is you've got that uh, calcium hydrate uh, hydroxide that's left over in the cement after it hydrates, okay, in the concrete after it hydrates. Right. And what happens is if you don't do something with that, you don't attach it to something. Then it's gonna it's gonna react with the um, CO2 in the atmosphere, form of dust on the, on the surface of the concrete, and it's gonna get all over everything in the facility. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's one thing. Okay, that was the first reason for densifiers. The second reason was to harden them up a little bit so they take a better polish. Uh, now, pretty much everybody's gone to the lithium densifiers because they they attach to the uh, the calcium hydroxide molecules faster and better, and there's no waste water. And you use less of it, uh, and Which you don't makes, have to wait. Sense. 
I basically call, started calling spraying goes a long time ago. Um, so the lithium densifiers, that's for that. Now, the Guard is a topical coating. 3 right. got one. Prosoco's got one. We sell one. You know, everybody's got one. Uh, and uh, basically, they're usually a, an acrylic or something similar to that, some type of copolymer. And they, you know, that, that gets put on the surface as a protection. Uh, the Walmarts, the Krogers, the Lowe's, all those are going to that now for that very reason. Right. Um, and But the higher you take that, the, le- the less thick the coating needs to be. Does that make right. sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they dilute. A lot of them they dilute with uh, distilled water. Like if you, if you stopped at a 100 and put a guard on, it might be neat, you know, concentrated. Right. But if you went up to 800 or 1500, you might dilute that up to say 30 or 40 percent with uh, distilled water, and pull so, it even you know, tighter. So that that that, that kind of you know, I guess you'd want to rather put your money into the labor than you wouldn't a product in that case. Absolutely, and you just yeah. want enough to keep it, you know, to to give it that protection. Right. Which More which so makes than sense. Luster, but, but but clients want luster, but it's really for the protection of it. Yeah. Now, what what I'm seeing to kind of switch gears a little bit from concrete to stone is, I uh, well, kind of kind of along the same line. When we're talking about these uh, these densifiers. I'm seeing a lot of guys starting to apply this apply these densifiers not only to concrete and terrazzo, which I categorize pretty much in the in the same you know same category, but we're also seeing it happen in certain marbles as well. Uh, have you have you used certainly, that at all? Limestone. Limestone. Yes. I have not personally done it, Fred, but I've heard of people doing it with success. I can understand it with a limestone. Uh, a marble is like a, is a recrystal. As I mean, you can probably expand on that more than I can. Is a recrystallized limestone. Um, so I don't know how much free uh, calcium hydroxide is in marble. Do you? Uh, no, other than it's a calcium carbonate, and you know if it's there, it's going to bond. You know, especially yeah. with the uh, the lithium exactly. type. type. You know, type uh, type densifiers right. that are out there, and that and that's my advice would be, you know, you just need to talk to the manufacturers of these to make sure that uh, you're it's going to be adequate for that particular use that you want. And uh, right. I'm sure you see people test. always yeah. test. Oh, I, I, that's that's one of my things I preach constantly. I know we both do. You know, test, 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 yeah. test. Especially if you don't know yeah. what's gonna, you know, what's reacting and and what's going on there. Um, before I get into some of these other questions, let me throw the telephone number out there uh, one more time in case someone wants to call in and ask you a question. And that number is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. I'll repeat it: three two three eight seven zero. Three nine six eight. You know what's really cool, Bob? I'm getting a lot of response on this this radio show. But what's really neat is it's being recorded, so people can actually listen to it over and over and over again. So, right. <laughs> excuse me. If you so, like hearing yourself so talk like I do, you can listen to it every day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and I, I got all dressed up for this. Do I look yeah. okay, Fred? Yeah, you look great. <laughs> you know, Bob, you got. You know, people tell me all the time I have a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know now you're working with M3 products, M3 Technologies, and uh, you know for yeah. years you were with with Zick back in the day when we were both young men. Uh, tell us a little bit yeah, about M3 yeah, yeah. and et cetera. Well, M3, uh, you know, we're we're uh, specific. All we deal with is restoration and maintenance people. We do deal with regards to con- any any kind of hard surface, you know, masonry surface. So, um, you know, I've known Chad for a long time. He's the owner. And, 
it's based out of Cohasset, Massachusetts. That's Cohasset, Mass. For you guys who don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, and by the way, the office was shut down uh, Monday. Oh, they I didn't bet. have any power. Oh, well, they, yeah, they I didn't have any that. power. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So it was it was kind of rough up there. But uh, yeah, we sell products just specifically for uh, masonry restoration and maintenance. And been and doing that for you... going on twenty five years now. Yeah, I know you've been in it a long time. I know years ago when I first met you, it's I can't even pinpoint the time we met. It was probably at a trade show this somewhere. This is my sixth <laughs> year. This is my sixth year with M three for crying out loud. Wow. Man, now you're really making me now you're really making me no feel joke. old. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like wow. Yeah. I remember I I remember in the uh well way back in the day when I first got in this business, I'd look at some of these older guys and say, Man, someday I'll be that old. Now guess what? I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not quite and as old I, as some. I've a lot of a lot of these guys for a long time. I mean, a lot. Of, I know. There's quite a few of them that have been around a while too, Fred. Not well, just I, us. I, tell, I mean, but a bunch, I know, a bunch well, of guys. I tell people all the time: once you get bit by the stone biz, you're stuck in it for life, no matter what you try to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, one, yeah. One, one, one way or another. So let's talk a little bit yeah. more about the products that M3 M3 has. You know, I mean, obviously you sell mm-hmm. diamonds, you sell the chemicals. Uh, the maintenance products, mm-hmm. the polishers, you know, all that stuff. Any particular thing you yeah. want to highlight? Yeah, we've Anything? got a couple of, you know, we're, we're, we're noted for our 5X polishing powder. And then, of mm-hmm. course, we've got a couple of others. One that's called Triple X, which is a, a green polishing powder. And I say that not eco-friendly. It's literally green. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we've got that. We've got the marble polishing compound. We've got granite polishing compound, granite polishing powders, um, you know, all that stuff, all, all under the Majestic label, um, which which we've had, you know, since way back when. And then, of course, we're well known for our triple thick diamonds, the Typhoon diamonds, uh, the Superior Hard Concrete diamonds, which is a phenolic diamond, uh, and others. And, you know, we've got our metals, metal bonds. And one that I've been real, I've been using a lot lately, uh, Fred, and, and I've sold a lot of them and people really like them, are our flexible metals. Kind of like the old ah. 3M flexible metals. These are yeah, called what we call the L. Yeah, the, they were the dot series back in the back in the day. Uh, but yeah, those I remember those. You can't, you can't <laughs> afford those anymore. Wow. Most guys don't want to pay that for the for them. But we have them in three, four, five, and seven inch, and they're available like 40 grit all the way to like 600 grit, Fred. And I'm telling you what, they will make quick work of m- minor to some less than medium lippage. Yeah, the thing I think they do it really yeah, quick. Thing I used to like about the metal diamonds is, uh, especially when they're flexible like that, is some of the limestones yeah. that are out there are so damn abrasive they just tear the heck up out of the resin bond diamonds, and those are those oh, are they perfect. Eat them up. Get, yeah, yeah, get, getting past yeah. that, so that that works out really well. As a matter of fact, I was talking to you. Oh, you'll yeah. find this story story interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day. One of the contractors out west called me, and the guy is still using. If you're going to believe this. I hope you're sitting down. Frankfurt bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said you guys. Them, Fred. <laughs> I know you have. You guys used to manufacture yeah. them too. I think you know, but it's yeah, we did. I actually I, made them. <laughs> yep. I mean that's that's how I started out years ago was the old Frankfurt bricks. And for those newbie yeah. guys out there that that aren't that that aren't don't know what those are, those were a 
a, a, a brick, an actual brick that went on the bombing machine and different abrasive levels. And boy, I tell you, the, the guys in this industry nowadays are so spoiled when it comes to uh, working with diamonds simply because, you know, back in those days, we had these bricks that were loose. And what I mean by loose is that the abrasive was loose. So you had to clean up after after each step, and you were hoping you didn't leave any grit behind. It was a real pain in the pain in the neck. And well, you, you don't know, have you know the, uh, yeah. the the automatic line still use bricks um, because I they know don't they have, do. They yeah. don't have the uh, they don't have the 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 situation that we have. They don't have grout lines and lippage and nope. stuff. <laughs> and they and they can recirculate their water. They can filter and recirculate their water. So they've got silicon carbide, aluminum oxide, diamond everywhere. You know, we can't have that in the field. No. Or what I call nope. in the wild. We can't have that kind of mess. And that was the drawback to those is uh, like you said, they uh you know, they were two inches thick. And then when they wore away, all that stuff was on the floor along with the slurry. It was part of the slurry, and it was a mess. Yep, exactly. I remember that. <laughs> I, I was telling someone the other day, I remember I actually had a cat, land, a cat litter pan sitting outside the door yeah. where we were working, so we'd have to wash off our boots before we actually stepped into the room. So it was it was almost an operating room, you know, cleanliness. <laughs> yeah. That it was back, oh, yeah. back in the oh, day. Yeah. So, so you guys out yeah. there that are listening, you're spoiled. <laughs> You're spoiled. Spoiled. So, spoiled so what? I mean, what have you seen? What have you seen change in the industry? Say in the past, I don't know, ten, fifteen years. Um, I mean, other than that, obviously going from bricks to uh, to diamond yeah. braces. Well, the diamonds have, have are probably one of the biggest advances. Um, just the way they're done, they're all beveled now, nice and low profile. Um, you know, and they they cut fast. They last. They, you know, they're they're very efficient. They last a long time. They have good life. Um, you know, they're specific. You know, and every, I, I get calls all the time, Fred. You know, I, I've got a I've got 200 square feet of granite, and I, I need to do I need granite diamonds. You know, and I'm in sales. First thing I you know I should be saying is yeah, yeah you need to buy a whole new <laughs> set of diamonds. But you know that you know as well as I do, Fred, that diamond is diamond. It's the bond that's different, and Pretty much for the layperson, right. anyway. Yep. But uh, diamond is, you know, it, there are different types of diamonds. But anyway, that aside, it's basically the bond that's different. But if you've got, and just as an example, if you've got a set of triple thicks and you've got diamond squares, insets in your marble floor, you don't have to have granite diamonds. Right. <laughs> it's <gonna laughs> exactly. Just fine. The, the difference is, is the it has to do with the hardness of the, of the material you're cutting. So you want a softer bond for a harder material and a harder bond for a softer material. And that's right. the, that's the gist of it. Right. And that's, and that's a polishing too. We've had issues with, uh, yeah. you know, with, with different polishes and yeah. usually a harder polish is going to work better on a softer stone and vice versa. And most people yeah. don't get that, yeah. you know, but it's, it, it, it's what it is, you know, it's, it's what it is. That's why it's there's guys right. like you and me out there to offer that, offer that kind of advice. You know, one of the things I failed to mention, you know, we were to- about talking about concrete polishing and concrete restoration, you know, all in that thing is we, we forgot to mention uh, staining. Uh, there, there are, you know, stains, stenciling, stuff like that. Do you guys carry that or do you, yep. do you, uh, you do? Okay, no, great. we don't, you know, oh. I would just tell people to call, you know, whoever, you know, Ameripolis or one of those guys that do that. We don't sell any right. of the stains. I, I've done my fair share of it, but, uh, and I have my preferences. I kind of like the old, uh, acetone based dye. Yep. I'm a solvent, ba- I'm a solvent based guy when it comes to sealers, virtually almost anything. Uh, you know, except for densifiers and guard products, but uh, but like when you talk about impregnators, 
and and dyes and things like that. I I, I like the uh, the solvent based products. I mean, I understand that if you use an acid based uh, stain, you got to put a coating on that to protect it. Oh yeah, guard, it's not going to last. Guard. No, because it's nope, right exactly. there at the surface. Right, all right. That's why the so, acetone stains the are nice. Same true with they... most dyes. Yeah, even with and, those, and, and, you probably need to put a guard on it. Yep. And, and it's always a good idea, you know. It's always a good idea to protect to yeah. protect what you've done anyway. So that's yeah, you, you know, know it's good. It in. Right, right. Uh, before I go uh, on with some more questions, why don't we uh, give them your 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 contact information, uh, Bob? Whatever you want to give them, as far as you know, is there a website? Is there uh, a phone number, or yeah. an email, or, or whatever you want to give? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and give everybody yeah. that? Let me let me give a couple. The the main office number is eight hundred three four two four five three three. We've got a couple of websites. Some of our uh, pro partners have uh, have their own website at sccpro.com. And then, of course, the main website of the company is the uh, M, the number three, T-E-C-H-I-N-C.com. I think there's a shortcut, which is go, the number two, M, the number three.com. In oh, case okay. that doesn't work, it's M- M3TechInc.com. .com, all right, good. And I'm, I'm sure you've got all, a list of your products on there, et cetera, et cetera. Now, yeah. I, yeah. My, Chad and I, my, my personal, my, let me give you my number. It's 865-607-0957. That sounds good. And, and Bob's available 24-7, so don't be afraid to call him at 2 o'clock Absolutely. in the morning. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you, if you get a voicemail, just leave a message. And if it starts getting dark, just keep waiting. I'll get back with you. You know, I I always I always used to say I, I can't understand that. You know, I don't I don't think we have any emergencies in the stone industry, but you can't tell our customers that. Oh gosh, don't say you that, Fred. I know, I know. I'm <laughs> sure we could. Many, you we know Fifty percent of my calls are I needed it yesterday. Of course. <laughs> you know, you can make make a million dollars if you can figure a case out. of yeah, a case of chemical. Gallons overnight. How much is that? It's a more than million the dollars. dollars. More than the chemical. More than the chemical cost. Right. And shipping. Absolutely. Shipping lately is getting crazy. Yeah, and that's you know, not get, uncommon, Fred. That's oh, not I know. At all. I get it but all the time. It, you need it. Right, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's go on with a few more questions. So we've got a little bit of time here. Um, let's talk okay. a little bit about about marble and granite. I know we've concentrated a lot here on on concrete and that, but uh, marble yeah. and granite is both our ex, both our expertise. Um, you know, as far as you know, what I've been getting a lot of questions with lately is that I I've been doing marble for you know whether it's a couple of years or four or five years, and I'm looking to get into doing granite. How does that differ, and do you advise it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't I'm think sure. you're going to have much yeah. much of a choice. I mean, unless you just want to walk away from projects, um, so you're probably going to have to do that. Um, I wouldn't go out and make absolute black my first granite project if <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> absolutely had to. Pardon the pun, but uh, you know, it, it it's the same though. It, it's just if you're used to doing 400 square feet a day of light lipid removal to a polish, uh, you'd be lucky to get 150 on granite. Yeah, exactly. With the same equipment. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be nice and so slow. Could, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, granted, I ever worked with that African red stuff with the big crystals. Oh, yeah. That stuff's we terrible. Had an HC, <laughs> we had an HCC 800, 
and we ground and ground and ground and ground and ground and car- it couldn't even hardly scuff the polish off of it. Oh wow! And for those of you who don't yeah. know what that is, it's it's a large machine, guys. A really really large <laughs> yeah, machine. Yeah, eight hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. Is that the one that run, is that the one that runs on three phase power? Or is that one on two twenty? Yeah, it was three phase. Yeah. Three phase. Yeah. yeah. So you've got all that issue yeah. to deal with too. So it's 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 you know absolutely crazy. Get into yeah. um, the something that they don't, they don't understand that. <laughs> no, not not at all. They don't, well, you know, they don't work on stuff that's a hardness of a seven, over seven. Right. Well, it's it's like with with terrazzo polishing. I mean, we see a lot of terrazzo, and typically the terrazzo contractors. I'm, what I mean by terrazzo contractors, obviously, are the guys that pour it. You know, they'll stop at an eighty. They consider yeah. one twenty a, a high polish. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. They throw, they throw they a coat throw of something on it, and they're out the door. They're out the door. Yeah. And I always, I always tell yeah, my students, the- I say, you can look down a terrazzo floor that they've just done, and you can see all those hone marks where they've done the edges. It's incredible. <laughs> divot. Divot. They run yep, a 1,400-pound turco machine, and they're, they're <laughs> divoting the floor, and they don't care because they're going to put a sealer on it. They don't care if that's it's right. a profile that's a quarter-inch high. <laughs> <laughs> the sealer's going to hide everything You know that <laughs> Yeah sure they're going to put a half inch on there Exactly yeah. uh, Alright yeah. uh, let me see if, if we got anybody listening here Let me give out the phone number one more time Because we're about done with the interview here And that number is 323-870-3968 323-870-3968 I'm sure they'll have all kinds of questions Bob after we get off the air here <laughs> Oh, it's always the yeah, case, but you can always. I'll, I'll try to join in. I'll listen. I've got to. Uh, so I can, you know, see, how you, can see how you spend them. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's what I do. I accumulate all these emails during the week, you know, with this show. And then I, I don't know. Did you hear the top of the show before you came on at all? I don't know if you did or not. I did not. I was sitting watching the clock, watching the second hand sweep. Oh. And you said five <laughs> after. And I did yeah. it right it when the second yeah, hand did. hit the 12. You did good. But, well, it was an interesting. I got an interesting email today. You'll appreciate this. Some good customer found my website and he said, I have a problem or my, my wife has a problem with that granite countertop. And of course, I'm thinking, oh, you know, maybe they got a crack in it. You know, you got that dilemma, crack versus not crack, whatever. She breaks out into a rash every time she touches the countertop. <laughs> and that's the first. Uh-oh, well, actually, that's the that, Doctor Fred. That's the Doctor Fred that, question for sure. Well, I, actually, it's funny. It's funny because uh, years ago I was at a trade show. I forget what show it was, and Fabricator came up to me and told me the story that he was breaking out with um, with a rash every time he cut a piece of granite on the saw. And come to find out, to make a long story short, he had an allergy to the polyester resin that was in the granite. So no I. I yeah, and I, I told the guy. I was going to guess you, silicone. I was going to guess yeah. silicone. I, I didn't it could, think it could be far enough could be about that. the resin. Yeah. I, I told the yeah, guy, I yeah. said, go, go to your doctor and have her tested for resin allergy. And that could yeah, be it. I'll you be know? And, and then I guess yeah. you're stuck with hey, the on, 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 <laughs> on a similar topic, Fred, I, I did an article not too long ago about this, the new um, quartzite. Oh, good. I say new. I say new. I mean, well, in vogue is what I should right. say. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I've seen a lot of these guys calling up saying, you know, this quartzite's all etched up. It's this. It's that. I said, well, it's, it's not oh, a quartzite if it's etched. Good. Good point. It's good a, point. It's a dolomitic marble. You know, and they're you selling know, it as quartzite. 
And we see that a lot. There's one out there called Super White, which is being sold as a quartzite. And uh, it's not a quartzite, you know. And I, I get that question yeah. a lot lately. And it's uh, it's a shame. But that's that's a whole other story, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. But just to, just to get your your listeners aware of that problem that it is yeah actually that's that's a good topic for another show is talking about the quartzite and what's a real quartzite or whatever unfortunately we don't have time to go into it this week but anyway well bob hey listen i want to i want to thank you thank you one more time for being on the show uh you were the first interview for this year Uh, so hopefully hopefully we'll have have a few more so again one last time before you go uh your contact information for those that want to contact you well, the office is 800-342-4533. Uh, you can go to www.m3techinc.com. That's M, the number three, T-E-C-H-I-N-C.com uh, for the website. Uh, and my number is 865-607-0957. Great. Well, get, get a hold of Nope, that's it. I mean, I appreciate you being on the air here. And like I said, uh, if uh, you want to pass around the interview, it's uh, the, the the blog is uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash drfred, drfred. And uh, you can listen to this show anytime you want, every day if you'd like. Thanks, <laughs> right, yeah. Thanks well, again, Hale. Blast, old friend. All right, I'll see you at one of the trade shows soon. Okay, thanks, Fred. Take, take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bob and I, Bob and I go way back, uh, back when he was with, uh, for those of you that remember, Vic International. So uh, uh, that was a great interview. And, and let me mention that if anyone has an interesting topic or an interesting story to share, uh, go ahead and send me an email at f that's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to get you on the air and listen to your story, do an interview with you or, or whatever. So it's open to anybody that's in the stone tile, uh, concrete, terrazzo, quartzite, engineered materials, you know, whatever, uh, material you're working on. That's what we talk about on this show, the stone and tile show. Uh, we got a few minutes left here. And, uh, if you want to call in with a question, I do have some open lines. Again, the phone number is three, two, three, eight, seven, zero, Three nine six eight. That's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. If you have a question for Bob, he's off the uh, off the phone right now, but I can always go ahead and forward him. <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, that question, or I might be able to even answer it myself. Uh, but anyway, so I think I'm going to wrap up the show for now. Give you a few more seconds here to see if someone's going to call in. Uh, again, um, talked about concrete polishing, concrete restoration. I guess I should call it. Uh, what we call decorative decorative concrete uh, concrete this week. Uh, no idea what I'm going to talk about next week, but uh, again, uh, I'm sure I'll have uh, plenty. Of- you want to shoot me an idea? Again, email is fhouston at gmail dot com. Website I forgot to mention. Stupid me is stoneforensics.com. I have an inspection and troubleshooting class coming up in June, which is going to be held right here in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, it's going to be June 11th through the 14th. What's really cool about this uh, seminar, other than you're going to learn a lot of interesting stuff, whether you want to be an inspector or not. I mean, that's the thing about this training. It goes through a lot of troubleshooting. But we actually go in the field today and we look at live 
I guess you could call stone live live failures. So uh, that's it's a real great experience, and uh, a lot of the students that have come through my seminars over the year have said that's the best part about that the whole seminar. Plus, we 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 have good lunches too. Uh, anyway, just shoot me an email at fhouston at gmail dot com, or go to my website which is stoneforensics dot com, or simply just give me a telephone call at three two one. This is my cell phone now, not the radio show cell phone. Uh, phone. Three two one five one four six eight four five. Until next week, this is Fred Houston. We'll see you next week, next Wednesday here at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Stone and Tile Show. Have a great rest of the week.